This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, July 27th, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. The party of Imran Khan has won elections in Pakistan, and that would make Mr. Khan the new prime minister. How will that affect relations with the United States? And will Pakistan become a more or less reliable partner in the region? Cato Institute's Sahar Khan, no relation, explains. What is the political environment into which Mr. Khan is walking? So the political environment is actually pretty volatile, the one that he's just walked into. Um, There uh, has been a lot of violence leading up to the election. This is probably one of the most violent elections that Pakistan has experienced. There have been a great deal of allegation of military interference in the elections. And of course, there's charges of corruption and charges of rigging, which is basically, you know, um, questions the freeness and the fairness of the elections. So the environment is 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 pretty volatile that he's walked into. All right. So uh, what are the promises that Mr. Khan has made? And uh, what, you know, what among those promises, what's possible? So, you know, this is the first time that he has been elected. This has been like a 20-year journey. So I think he's been dreaming of this moment for a long time. And his speech, um, his victory speech sort of um, was reflective of that. It was very hopeful. He started off by saying that he was sorry for the lives uh, that have been lost due to the, due to the election violence. He also discussed, um, you know, uh, cooperating with the opposition and collaborating with them to form a government and to form an effective party. Parliament, which I thought was very positive. He also talked about, you know, focusing on Pakistan's human development. Now, Pakistan's population, 64% is between the ages of 15 and 29. So this is a huge youth population. And Pakistan desperately needs to address their demands and their concerns. And Imran Khan has sort of always been in touch with the youth. And so his speech reflected that. He said that he wants to work with opposition parties on developing you know, the youth infrastructure, developing the government and providing them um, opportunity. And he, of course, talked about the economy as well. So um, he has made a lot of promises, which I feel a lot of leaders do, you know, sort of on the eve of victory. How much of that is possible really depends on what he's willing to do. Now, first of all, if he wants to improve the economy, you know, he needs to bail out Pakistan's economy. Pakistan is sort of at the beginning of a financial crisis. They have a huge balance of payment issue. Um, They have a development project with China called the China-Pakistan Economic Corridor. And um, it has made some strides, but for the past month, a lot of the provincial governments have been unable to pay contractors. Um, The state bank is under a lot of pressure. Um, You know, assets are uh, not being liquidized. And so I think the problem is going to be what Imran Khan is willing to do and how much he's willing to work with opposition parties to bail out um, Pakistan's economy. And that might involve going to the IMF, which is something he's been very critical of in the past. For clarity's sake, uh, let's establish you are of no relation to Mr. Khan. Is that right? Yes, that is absolutely right. I'm really glad you said that. Um, Khan is a very common last name. It's like the last name Smith, you know, not all Smiths are related. Um, and so not all Khans are related. So I am not um, affiliated with him politically, and I have no familial ties. What does his election say about relations with the United States? I, I know that Pakistan has been sort of an unstable, sometimes good, sometimes bad partner for a military Uh, and uh, foreign policy aims of the United States, what has Mr. Khan said that he would uh, bring with him 
to this office? So that's a great question. I think overall, U.S.-Pakistan relations are not going to change under a Khan administration. And, and here's why. Generally, the United States has liked working with the military. Um, you know, even though publicly the U.S. administrations have always said that they support democratic transitions in Pakistan and democratic developments, but when it has come to sort of on-the-ground reality, working, conducting counter-terrorism operations, et cetera, et cetera, they have preferred working with the military leadership. Now, of course, it does make you know, the United States life easier when the civilian leadership and the military establishment are on the same page. That was not the case for the past five years. The Nawaz Sharif administration that was ousted, basically, um, you know, Nawaz Sharif was really focused on being independent. And that meant that he went against the military a lot, which sort of aggravated not only his relationship with Pakistan's military, but also with the United States. Now, Imran Khan, there have been some allegations in you know, the campaign season of how the military establishment has backed Imran Khan and how he has suddenly become the military's party. Of course, both the military and Imran Khan denied these allegations. Um, but I will say this, that Imran Khan has sort of indicated to the military establishment that you know he's not really going to stand in their way, that he is going to try to cooperate with them. So I think ultimately this might be a good thing. I mean, you know, regardless of democratic transitions, at this point in time, Pakistan's military is one of the strongest institutions in the country, and it is political and it is economic. It's really heavily invested in the economy as well. So it's in Khan's interest to work with the military well. Now, how that affects U.S.-Pakistan relations, um, I think ultimately, you know, the relationship is focused on two things. Pakistan's sponsorship of militant groups, how Pakistan continues to sponsor the Haqqani network, Afghan Taliban, and various other groups in Kashmir. I don't think that's going to change with the Khan administration, especially if he's more aligned with the military. The second thing that the U.S.-Pakistan relationship has focused on is safeguarding Pakistan's nuclear uh, weapons. Um, and again, that's not going to change either. I think it's in all everybody's interest, the United States, the military, um, Khan's administration, to keep safeguarding nuclear weapons. So when you have those two things in mind, I think ultimately the Khan administration is not going to do much to shift U.S.-Pakistan relations. Sahar Khan is a visiting research fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>